another transfer, another one on the defense, someone we thought would be a starter. We'll talk about it today at Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we're finishing off the rest of February every single day. So you got your Saturday, you got your Sunday this week as well. We're going to wrap it up with Gophers, Gophers, Gophers galore. So get ready for it. Be sure to hit subscribe. Do not miss any of this content. And I've got big plans for this channel, folks. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones, let them know this is the place to be when it comes to Gophers content. We're going to have away games. We're going to have a live shows after all the away games for the football season. Hopefully I'll be able to get some friends on the show as well, like our friend Daniel House. I'm hoping to have him here and we'll get a little wine line going, get a couple of the the fans on the show with a little quick call line. So definitely don't miss out. Hit subscribe on YouTube so you do not miss any content come from, from coming from the channel. Now, today we're talking about another defensive departure. Another player has hit the portal, and it was very unexpected if you ask me. And so that player who officially made himself known to declare or his intention to declare for the transfer portal is Beanie Bishop, cornerback. He actually came to the Gophers last year as a transfer coming in, now has the intention to enter the portal as a graduate transfer. And, you know, this has a big impact for that cornerback room, in my opinion, because it was already looking more shallow. You already had the defensive departure from a multi-time starter and a guy who could be drafted to the NFL in Terrell Smith. Then you had starter of the entire season at that nickelback corner position in Flip Dixon heading over to Rutgers. Then you had another player who played a massive amount of snaps for the Gophers on the defensive side of ball and Braylon Oliver who hit the transfer portal. And now you have yet another player hitting the portal that was probably going to be asked to step into a bigger role potentially and possibly be that second corner across the way from Justin Wally. So where do we go from here? There's so many questions to ask when it comes to this departure. And, you know, I I have questions. We already had questions on who was going to step up for the cornerbacks. And now it looks like it's even more of a position of need with the departure of Beanie Bishop, you've got Ryan Stapp still on the roster. You still got a bunch of young guys on the roster. You know Justin Wally will be across on the other side. But where do we go from here? Now we did our we, and when I say we, I mean we locked on Golden Gophers did our way too early top ten most intriguing players for the football team heading into the 23-24 season. And Beanie Bishop was on that list. So that tells you how high I was on him heading into this next year. He came in at number eight on the top 10 most intriguing players for the 24 season. And Beanie Bishop was a player who has an absolute football name. Let's be real. I mean, Beanie Bishop, 
who wouldn't love calling that on game days? But secondly, he got fans excited in that spring game, his first spring game for the Gophers last spring, where he really flew all over the field, was able to play, make plays in the backfield, run stopping, pass deflections. He was all over the place in that spring game, and it got fans excited. Now, he came down with an injury heading into fall camp, and that hampered his early playing time. But as he came along in the year, he got more and more opportunity throughout the season, and I believe he's an absolute spark plug out there. He had so much energy. He brings hits. He's good in coverage. So he was an important player, and he stepped in at times for tea time when he had a couple spot injuries throughout the season. Now, he was also the highest graded cornerback for the Gophers in 2022, and he was top 25 in cornerback grades of the FBS, 47th in the nation, so adding in those FCS guys as well, with an 82.2 overall cornerback grade now he had a coverage grade of an 80.7 as well so he held his own he was good in coverage he could make plays in the backfield he could be a run stopper it's an impact loss whether he was a starter or not last year I do truly believe he was going to have a lot of opportunity out there this season if he stepped into it and I'm kind of shocked by the transfer overall. Now, he had one sack last year, 29 total tackles, and 20 of those were solo tackles, and he also had 11 defensive stops. He was targeted 20 times on the year with 133 yards given up and one touchdown given up, so not too terrible at all. And I really thought he was a likely starting candidate for the team next year. So this is a player that not only had bursts of impact for the Gophers, but he also was an impact player for Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky prior to that, this is a player who was a 2021 all-conference USA first team defensive back, and then he came into the Gophers program, and he made his name known, and he made small waves throughout the program, but it looked like larger opportunity was on the rise. So why is this happening? That is the real question. Why is this happening? Why did he hit the portal? And that's what we're going to talk about coming up next. First, a word from our friends over at FanDuel. They bring you this episode today, and it is the midway point to the NBA season. It's here, it's now, and it's the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is America's number one sportsbook. So new customers... Get this, get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. So that means if you go out there, you place your first bet and you win, good on you. You just won, so congratulations. But if you place that first bet and you lose, no sweat. Get it? No sweat. So you can have up to $1,000 in bonus bets be even if you lose on that first bet all you have to do is download the fan dual sportsbook app it's simple it's safe it's secure that's the best things you want in an app and also it's super easy to use so definitely check it out if you're like me you would be betting on the celtics because that is the squad and when we're talking about the nba but knowing minnesota fans minnesota gophers i get it if you're a timberwolves fan but you know not all of us i had to have one squad you know Ever since I was 10, I had to have one squad that was not always giving me heartbreak and Celtics managed to do that for me. So now I am a loyal diehard through and through 
Whatever it is, whatever you want to bet on, money line, spread, total, you name it, they've got it for you over at FanDuel Sportsbook. So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet by going to fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. <clears throat> all right. The reason we're all here, Gophers fans, and that is to talk about this transfer departure that we have coming from Gophers cornerback Beanie Bishop and like we said the biggest question here is why with now three big time departures and many opportunities available on this defense it feels strange I don't get it why is it happening that is the the question running through Gophers fans minds right now and I'm right there with you so why all, although I can't necessarily give you the exact reason why, I can't for certain give you a, well, it's it's because of this. That being said, I'm hoping to learn more. I'm, I've reached out to a couple different places and I'm hoping to have an answer for you sooner on that because you know what? It doesn't add up, but maybe it could be youth on the rise. Maybe it could be opportunity. Maybe it could be something unrelated to football. We don't know. Hopefully we will know more soon. But all of that being said, I think one thing to keep in mind is to be on the lookout for Beanie Bishop's next landing spot, because what we've seen from these other two defensive departures that had tons of opportunity in minutes, we've seen them go to other power five schools. That's one thing we've seen. And another thing we've seen is they usually ended up to go play with a former coach of theirs or closer to home now you saw that with Braylon Oliver he went back home to Georgia Tech so still in the ACC power five conference then you look at Flip Dixon and he went to play with former coach over at Rutgers who used to coach with the Gophers now he is with Rutgers and Flip is playing back with that coach so again the relationships or the home drawing them back that has been a commonality between the ones, the players who look to be having major minutes with the Gophers. Now, some of the others that left, Gage Keys, Austin Booker, Stephen Ortiz Jr., those guys may be a little bit different. They're looking for more opportunities, more time to play. So not as much of a question mark there, but th these guys that we've lost that have had the opportunity that have played a lot of snaps, that's what we're seeing. We're looking at possibly maybe going back towards home or going to play for a former coach. So what does that mean for Beanie Bishop? Well, if you're looking at back home, he's from Kentucky. He played at Western Kentucky. I wouldn't expect him to go back there, especially because his former DB coach did in fact leave and got hired. We'll talk about that in a second. But what other programs in Kentucky could maybe call out to him? Let's start with the Kentucky, University of Kentucky, the Wildcats. Maybe they give him a call. They saw some opportunities, got some tape up there with the Big Ten. He's got his tape with Western Kentucky where he was a first-team conference USA. Maybe the SEC comes calling and they're like, look, come back home. Let's do this thing. We're building it up. We lost to Iowa last year in the bowl game. We want to get back on track. Or another option that is in Kentucky is Louisville over there in the ACC. It could be an option. And also that would be coming from a former Big Ten coach in Brom coming from Purdue. So maybe just maybe he has his eyes set on some impact transfers coming over from the Big Ten. Both of those could be options. But I think the most realistic option, the one to be on the lookout for and the one that absolutely would not shock me to see him commit there is Ole Miss. Ole Miss 
in the SEC, a Lane Kiffin coach team. And in fact, the Western Kentucky defensive back coach during Beanie Bishop's time is now the cornerbacks coach at Ole Miss. It's all aligning. It's all kind of maybe making sense. Maybe, just maybe, it could have played a reason. We'll find out. Time will tell. But I think that that one maybe makes sense heading over to Ole Miss, an SEC school that gets a lot of hype, gets a lot of love. You're going to play with a coach that you had a lot of success with and a lot of maybe good relationships with. That one makes the most sense to me, and I would not be shocked in any way if that is how it ended up playing out. Now, the other possible scenario, and by far the worst case scenario when it comes to potential options that fit this trend, would be following the Gophers cornerbacks coach, former Gophers cornerbacks coach, over to Wisconsin, over to Smelly Town, over to the, the skunk family with the Badgers. I mean... Say it ain't so, please don't make that happen. But if he goes with Coach Haynes over to the Wisconsin Badgers, I'd be sick. I'd be livid. I would, you know what? We're just not going to go there. We're going to ignore that. It is a possibility, but it is not one that we want to count as a realistic possibility. Now, like I said, he's already played for Western Kentucky. I don't see him going back that way. In fact, I would be shocked if he didn't go to another Power 5 school. If I took a shot in the dark, it would be Ole Miss. And again, I said maybe, just maybe, that could explain maybe the seemingly random departure. We'll see as more information comes out there. But the major question here is what happens next for the Minnesota Gophers? Who's got next? Who's on deck? Who is going to fill that major opportunity? That's what we have to dive into coming up next. Gophers fans, we're wrapping this one up with who's got next in that cornerback room. Are they on the roster? Is it a transfer? What are we doing here in the cornerbacks? Now, we know we got our boy Justin Wally out on the outside. We know Jack Hendrickson could fill that nickel role that we saw Flip Dixon uh, play so well last season. And it seems like that's what they were looking for when they had him come on board from the transfer portal. But who has the out other outside corner position who could step up? That's what we got to talk about. Before we get into that, I want to know who you think it could be. I want to know who you hope it could be. Who do you think is the guy to be the guy? Are they on the roster or are they a transfer coming in? Let me know down in the comments on YouTube below, but here are my thoughts on this one. Now, I think there's multiple options out there. I think you could go a number of different routes and it all depends on who is ready and who is showing out. And that is exactly what this spring session is for. Now, the most upside, in my opinion, could be young guys like Rylan Kelly, like Tariq Watson, and like Zaquan Bryant. Now, all these guys, athletic, all these guys, young, have a lot of potential. And if they come into their own, if they step up, they could be a staple for you at the position for years and years to come, which is definitely a positive, a benefit, a plus side to one of these guys being able to step in and own that role. Now, only two of those three, Rylan Kelly and Tariq Watson, are at the spring sessions right now, will be in the weight room currently working with the team, be at the spring game. Zaquan Bryan is still a senior in high school, but that being said, 
that shouldn't count him out necessarily. It all depends on how much work he puts in, how he grasps the playbook, how he gels to the defense, how he understands the concepts and takes it in. So don't rule him out completely yet. And I'll tell you a little bit more why on that in just a moment. But the other two guys, Tariq Watson, Rylan Kelly, both guys that could step up. Tariq Watson impressed me in moments during the camps last year, whether that be the spring ball or the fall camp. Saw moments from him. There was times where he was lining up directly with Dalen right during the spring game there were times in the fall camp where i just saw him saw the potential saw the momentum he's got some speed to him now i saw him also taking up coachable moments from beanie bishop on the field from uh coach haynes on the field so i think overall i wouldn't count it out and he might be now the leading candidate of the young guys of these guys and some sleepers i've got for you later that could step into that role but the other idea, the other thought process here is going with some of the older guys, and that could be a Ryan Stapp, who we saw last year come in as a transfer. He's performed in moments, was kind of down in some moments, so we'll see if he's able to take that next step up and be lights out like we saw him at the FCS level with Abilene Christian, but he is definitely an option and probably maybe has the front runner at that position until a young guy or impact transfer were able to come in and take a hold of that spot. But the other thought with older guys is an impact transfer, like I just said. Now, this would likely be needed regardless of the intention of starting them or not, because depth-wise, this Gophers cornerback room is going to need some experience. They're going to need some depth in case of injury, someone who can step in and play and get it and understand very quickly what the speed of this game is in live game action. So I would not, could not with a boat be surprised if the Gophers land one, maybe even two cornerbacks in the transfer portal in that second window. Now that second window doesn't start until May 1st, which is after the Gophers' official spring game this year, which is in April. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on, and we'll definitely keep you posted here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. So be sure you're subscribed. But the reason I say not to count Zaquan Bryan out is because an impact transfer won't have had any of these spring sessions, any of these spring game, any of the defensive system and the playbook and the understandings, just like Zaquan Bryan wouldn't. So we've seen freshmen all over the country step in and learn things. It's all about how quickly you grasp on. So if he's able to come in here and grasp it, just like an older guy will have to come in here and grasp it and play up to the speed, even as an, uh, a transfer, that's why you can't rule guys out like that. Because in the end, talent can win out. It just comes with understanding and knowledge and ability. So all of that meshed together, I think, Tariq Watson, Zaquan Bryan, Rylan Kelly are all high upside guys, most upside guys on the youth side. Then you got Ryan Staff and you've got possibly a transfer coming in. But who are some sleepers to throw out there before we wrap this out? The first in Aiden Gowsby, the second Miles Fleming, and the third Garrison Monroe. I think all of those guys are sleepers to keep on the radar. They'll all be in that spring sessions in the spring game. So I think the spring game can tell us a lot on who has the upper hand to kick this off before any transfers get involved, before any of the uh, 
fall summer freshmen get involved. So it'll be something we'll stay tuned for. But heading into offseason, priority number one was definitely the edge and the pass rush. Right now, I think it switches. I think it changes up. And priority number one, numero uno, is going to be the cornerback position. I believe that wholeheartedly, and we will keep you posted on what we find here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. This is Kane Rob signing off. I will see you tomorrow. Be sure to hit subscribe, row the boat, sky you ma, go Gophers.